I'm Ben Carter, your life transformation coach, and I've been sent, called, and commissioned to help you live your very best life. Join me on Ben the Life Coach Radio Show. I can't wait to support your leap into victory. Hey, 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 what's up, what's up, what's up? It's Ben Carter, your favorite life transformation coach. Welcome back to a brand new show. Welcome back to Ben the Life Coach Internet Radio Show, right? This is one of the coolest talk radio shows ever with a teeny tiny bit of music in the background. Please don't tell the performers that I'm playing their music. I am not large enough yet to pay them. (laughs) Don't tell them yet, right? I feel like I would have blown up once I get a cease and desist letter from um, one of my my favorite artists whose music I'm playing on the show. <laughs> so welcome back, right? Welcome back. It's so good to have you. I'm telling you up front, if you've got the babies around, pause the show, put them in a different room. This is probably a show for um, ages 16 and over because we will talk some explicit Um, topics and use explicit language probably maybe maybe I don't know but it's not for the babies right I know all of my shows are typically for all of humanity and everyone from every ethnic makeup and religious background namaste and amen not necessarily this time right it's it's not necessarily for everyone even though at some point everyone might experience this topic and the topic that we're talking about tonight is is cheating if you head on over to my website plug 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 www.livellccoaching.com and download the victory trilogy i talk about che- uh, cheating in the last ebook that i released in november of 2016 uh, conquering survival and leaping into victory and um this show is called Cheated versus cheating. How do I move on? When do I move on? So cheated versus cheating, right? Now, I'm going to get right into it because I feel like you need for me to break down what I actually mean, right? What, what does that mean, cheated versus cheating? Well, cheated is I've done it once, I've done it twice. Maybe I was even in a relationship but I'm never going to do it again. And I cheated for not necessarily a valid reason. (laughs) I'm already cleaning it up before I spill the dirt, right? Before I spill the milk. Not necessarily for a bad reason. And I guess any reason is is bad, right? When it comes to cheating and infidelity and, you know, violating your, your relationship commitment. But I mean, the person that does it once, and the issue is resolved, right? You do whatever it is you need to do to work that issue out. And typically that might be because it turned into an emotional relationship, right? You were playing around on work and calling the woman your work wife or your work husband and it developed into an emotional relationship. Uh, And maybe that was it. That was the 
uh, uh, extent of your infidelity, but it was emotional. And for a lot of us, raise your hands, you'll consider that um, infidelity. If you've been in a relationship for a long time and your spouse uh, or your mate or your partner exposes their heart um, to someone else, then opening up your home to someone else, that definitely is some form of betrayal, no doubt. Um, and if it went a step further and it got physical, so instead of having lunch in the cafeteria, you were having lunch at Motel 6, right? You were each other's lunch. <laughs> it was a snack attack. Um, but you came clean to your husband or you came clean, clean to your, your wife, your partner, whomever, and you let them know what happened. And if you all were strong enough, you worked it out. If not, you know, maybe you moved on. I don't know. But that's what I mean by cheated. It happened one time, right? It wasn't an habitual thing. What I mean by habitual versus cheating, someone who constantly gets in a relationship, who constantly gets into sexual relationships, back to back to back to back to back, right? Some of you, unfortunately, have been in this situation. The person that you're with, or it might be you, you've never been able to be monogamous. Whenever you are attracted to someone, you fulfill that attraction by getting into a sexual relationship, right? You knock the boots, you hit the scans, you get the draws, dog, right? Ladies, you give it up, you turn it loose, you let them run deep, whatever you call it, <laughs> right? You let her get in it, whatever, whatever you're doing. And it happens at an ongoing rate, right? The question is, depending on the situation that you're in, how do you move on if you really want to move on? And that's what we're going to explore in this show. We're going to get into if you really should walk away. And I know some of you are, you know, saying to me, should, mother, you cheated on me, I'm getting up, up. You know, and then other folks who have been in relationships, you know, several relationships, and they understand what the breakup is like, you might be saying, I don't know, I gotta, we gotta think about this because there's a lot at stake, there's a lot involved, right? And um, nowadays, cheating can be anything. Cheating can be, you know, I left my phone and you found my phone and there was some inappropriate text in there and I thought I was just expressing the naughty side of myself and playing, right? But when the person that I'm with finds out that something that I'm engaging in, it becomes nasty, it becomes dirty, and it becomes some form of infidelity, some form of cheating. And I think what we have to be clear of is that when we open up ourselves to a person and say, listen, I'm letting my guard down, I'm letting you in to my heart, I'm giving you my love, I'm devoting my best right to you, and you take that, and it's kind of frivolous, you know, frivolously, excuse me, there I go, eating my words, and you throw it away, you toss it away, and you aren't necessarily appreciating the fact that I'm emotionally open for you and to you, that hurts because what a lot of us won't say, what a lot of us don't say, especially men, is if I give you my emotions, if I give you access to my heart, then that's sometimes even deeper than the physical thing. And if I give that to you and you treat it so lightly and expose me and our household and our intimate relationship with someone else who isn't important that you met on Jack or that you met on Tinder or, you know, black people do it this way.com or, you know, let's get down in the back of the car.org, you know, all those kind of places, then you really, you sour the, the relationship and that's what's so difficult to come back from. Um, for a lot of folks is that I can't trust you, right? The trust isn't there. And if we don't have trust and honesty, then we don't have anything, right? Those are the cliche um, relationship values. And that's what everybody says. But clearly, someone doesn't mean what they say. And that's what we're talking about in this show. And listen, I'm not here to judge. Well, maybe a little bit. 
<laughs> Maybe a little tiny bit. I'm going to be a little judgy. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and ask for forgiveness and I'm going to repent up front because I'm going to be a little judgy um, and a little transparent. So you can judge me too. I'm okay with that. Or use, you know, appropriate judgment, right? Because there is a difference. But I can't say that I've never cheated on someone. I can't say that I've gone into a, a relationship or a situation knowing that I was going to cheat. Um, but I have been in situations that I found out that I wasn't the only one or I wasn't the primary one, right? Um, and then when you're knee deep in relationship, you have to make a choice. And that's the hard part. Do I stay or do I go? Um, and for me, I stayed, but I'm telling you now I paid the price. There is a, a huge tax that you pay for infidelity, whether you know it or not and you find out when it's too late for your heart and you find out when it's too late for your physical self because you've invested yourself sexually and emotionally and sometimes financially um and people say you know how you lose them right or how you get them is how you lose them excuse me how you get them is how you lose them um and i think that that's true for a lot of us but i will tell you this you pay a tax and for me to say that the relationship that I was in, that I found out that I wasn't the primary papa, um, I paid a tax for that, uh, a heavy tax. And it it is something that you can't get away from. The wrath of karma is real. So whether or not you say you believe in it, <laughs> karma don't need you to believe in it in order for it to be real. Um, so that's the kind of stuff that we want to, to think about and um, do our best. That's why I'm saying I'm going to be a little judgy, but not completely, but do our best to make the best choices and decisions when we find out what we're in. For the flip side of that, for those of us who just go into relationships knowing and knowing that this is something that I'm going to get into and I don't care, you know, women might say she ain't treating him right i'ma treat him right right you know fellas might say he can't love you like i can love you whatever it is that you say when you know right some folks have been married three times and every time the person that they're with that person was with someone else when they met them <laughs> and i'm not saying that's why the marriage didn't work maybe just a little bit but I am saying we've got to be conscious of the choices that we make and the penalty that we're willing to pay, right? I don't know if the inability to control ourselves is worth the wrath of karma, but that's a whole different conversation. So that's what we're talking about on this show, right? That's what we're going to be discussing. I want you all um, to really tell the truth about who you are where you've been in your relationships, where you are in your relationship right now, right? And tough it out if you can make it through the show. Tough it out if you feel like I am a habitual cheater, right? I am cheating right now, right? I'm listening to your show at my side piece's house. Sometimes the side piece becomes primary because you're there more than you're at home right and not judging you just a little bit not judging you <laughs> but can you be real and for the pe person that ha if you've cheated or you've thought about cheating and you've come close to it what made you stop or how did you get to the point of graduating from uh, infidelity into fidelity into gaining back you know trust for yourself trust in your relationship learning how to be honest and learning how to value your commitment. That's a big word here, value. Because even though we say it, we don't live it. So I want to take a break on that note. Because even though we say it, we don't live it. <laughs> take a break. And when we come back, we're going to get into attempting to answer the question. Should you move on? You really right? And if you don't want to, what's the benefit of staying? How I feel about you, baby. Know this never 
show welcome back so listen I told you before we took a break that I wanted to spend time asking ourselves some questions and looking for answers right if you've been cheated on or the person that you're with is cheating or if you are the cheater and you're currently cheating should you move on and this is for the both of us right on both sides of the fence What's the benefit of moving on? Have you discovered that the grass really is greener on that side? You know, let's examine finding out or discovering that I am in a situation that may have gone too far. So there could be all kinds of instances. The the guy could have sent you a text message saying that he's with your girlfriend or your boyfriend you may have saw a video worse you may have caught them (laughs) in the act you know hopefully no one was cut or shot or beat over the head with the bat hopefully no windows were busted out of cars or houses Um, if so I can't really say that they were in the wrong no 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 (laughs) no don't do it don't do it right once you've discovered it and you have the time to go home and cry break glasses do whatever it is that you do should you move on right how do you move on what's the benefit of moving on that in itself is is hard to deal with right let's talk about people who have been in relationships for an extended period of time let's say you've been in a relationship i'll say it's two years right two years you've been in the relationship or in the marriage and you've been cheated on um or the person that you're with is still cheating right they they're you find that they've been habitual with it. There's not one person or two or three, four, five. There have just been several folks. It's ongoing, right? Your 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 friend, your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your husband or wife is in a social club and the social club, they're social more than you would like for them to be. There are all kinds of instances. They travel for work like me. Um, and they find that when they're out on the road, they don't feel as compelled to be committed. They've been traveling for work like me for 10 years. I'm not telling on myself. I'm not telling on myself. I am not. (laughs) Don't even read too much into it. I'm just using an example. Um, And you find that they've been doing this habitually. They have a person in every state that they go to, right? Or that they've visited. What do you do? When is it time for you to leave once you've sat in? So I looked up for you 
and I didn't bother coming up with this on my own. I looked up some stuff that I thought might be beneficial, like some tips for surviving the breakup or the heartbreak, right? Because I wanted us to be able to do something about what we're feeling and then get into action if you do decide that you're going to leave. Now, the first question is, should you move on? Should you move on? And listen, I know you're immediately saying yes. Yes, if someone cheats on you, you absolutely need to move on. But hold on. What's the benefit of staying? What's the benefit of leaving? Let's start with the person that cheated, right? I cheated on you. You cheated on me. It was a one-time deal. Or I was in this relationship, um, emotional and or physical. And I resolved it before you found out, but you're just finding out. I've been out of it for two months, right? You're finding out now, it's, it's two minutes fresh to you. To me, I'm two months out of it. I've not talked to the person, we've not hooked up, we don't text anymore, we don't do anything. I realized that what I was doing was wrong, I didn't wanna lose my family, but now you found out that I cheated and or I found out that you cheated. Should I move on? Well, this is where you've really got to check the strength of your relationship. And the most important word that I'm going to use in this show that you've heard me use before, the most important word that I'm going to use in this show that you've heard me use before is values. You've got to check your values. I know, I know, I know, like I feel it heavy. Everybody thinks that they're moral. Everybody thinks that they have values until they don't, until they don't exercise them. Most of us say it, but we don't live it. And a lot of us don't even define what our values are. So Ben, give me an example. If I say my highest value is accountability, and I'm telling the truth, that's my highest value, accountability, meaning I take responsibility, I own my shish, then you don't have to come to me and demand that I'm responsible or I take ownership for something that I've done. I'm going to come to you with it. So in this example, I probably would tell you before I cheat that I want to cheat. <laughs> I'm just being real that I want to get into a relationship sexually with someone else. And I don't know if I'm ready to move on from you yet, but that's just how I'm feeling because I have to be accountable for my actions or if it's premeditated, which most of our cheating is, this is what I'm intending to do or thinking strongly about, right? That's an example of my core value is accountability. I'm accountable for who I, who I am. I'm not gonna blame anybody. So this is what we do, right? Sidebar, this is what we do and I can't stand this shish. I can't stand it. When we make someone else responsible for why we cheated, well, you weren't giving me enough sex or you wouldn't do the kind of sex that I wanted you to do. You didn't show me enough attention. Listen, there are many times where I don't feel like I get enough attention. Lots of times, right? But it's nobody's responsibility to make me not act on that. What I mean by that is you're not giving me enough attention. I'm going to go seek it and search it out somewhere else and not sit you down and tell you this is what I'm feeling this is what I'm experiencing and I hear some of y'all now I hear you but I've had that conversation I told her I told him you know he still won't she still won't then this is where you value system right here this is how you answer the question question should you move on right what's the benefit of staying there is no benefit for you because you don't get what you need you're not getting me. That's your highest uh, value is that you have to have personal connection. You have to have that kind of attention, right? At some point, you're going to have to check yourself to see if you're just insecure and immature. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. But that's how you answer that question. If you've communicated your highest value is connection attention, affection, sexual re, um, intimate, intimacy, 
and you're still not getting it, then you all aren't compatible. <laughs> and that's when you should should leave. That's how that question is, is answered, right? But if you've not communicated that, you don't have the right to say, well, this person not doing this in the relationship made me step out. Shut the F up. I can't stand that poor excuse and I can't stand it because it goes against my highest value so if I'm in a relationship with someone who does that that answers my question should I move on yes how do I move on I'll have to figure that out right exit strategy but that answers the question should you move on yes because my highest value has been condemned and corrupted which is accountability right if we're not compatible with our values then at some point at some point it's going to become the 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 death of me because I'm going to lower my standard and lower my value so much that I begin to disappear in the relationship right and there isn't going to be a for better or worse there'll just be you creating situations and I'll be here, a shell of who I used to be. I'll still physically be myself, but emotionally and spiritually and who I am supposed to show up purposefully will not exist. And that's what I mean by value. That's what I mean. And that answers the question, right? Now, I'm not saying that you have to be 100% compatible. I'm not even saying that you have to even effing listen to me. But I know what I'm saying makes sense. So you probably should. <laughs> right? What I'm saying is, is if you're not even close, even, you know, you say we're not on the same page. God damn it. Y'all ain't even in, on, in the same book. Right? Y'all ain't even in the same book, same category. Right? Somebody's fiction. Somebody's nonfiction. Right? It's completely opposites uh, end of the spectrum. So... You've got to be close in values, right? So you may not be 100% accountable for everything that you do, but you have to at least be willing to be, right? To take responsibility for who you are. And sometimes we jump into relationships because people look good, smell good, feel good. They tickle our fancy. They stroke our egos and stroke other parts of, of who we are. Um, and they speak to us in, in ways that support and promote the lust turning into some kind of some form of dysfunctional love right I know of what I speak because I've been there right and if I'm not careful sometimes I go back there right so this this love thing isn't a uh, get it right today and it's never wrong again it's a constant uh, unfolding and um, couple development of who they want to be in the relationship how do you want to show up now should you move on to answer that question are we still compatible in our values right because if we're still compatible in our values you cheated i cheated i'm taking responsibility and i'm willing to do whatever it takes to grow us out of here that's the hard part oh goodness Whoa! That's the hard part. That's the surgery. That's the amputation. Because now the heart has all of these tumors on it. And in order for us to get rid of those tumors, we have to have some form of surgery. We have to remove those tumors. Unforgiveness. I don't trust you. You're a liar. You know, I can't stand to look at you. I can't believe that you shared your naked self with somebody else. I thought I I thought I owned you, right? A lot of men. You were my personal property, right? You belong to me. I can't believe some other man touched you in that place, right? Am I talking to somebody? Am I am I going there? I know what it feels like, right? But it's not anymore. And I don't know how long it's going to take or if I'm emotionally capable of getting over that. I don't know. Those are tumors on my heart. And it takes surgery, emotional, psychological surgery, counseling, therapy, crying, screaming, right? To work through that, right? 
So the benefit of staying might be, and I know you all don't want to hear this and people hate hearing this, right? You're doing it for the kids, but you're not necessarily doing it for the kids. You're creating a different, different family structure for the kids. So I think we don't know how to articulate that. When people say we're staying for the kids or I'm staying for the kids, what a lot of us are saying subconsciously is we are attempting to create another family structure. What we created failed, it crumbled, right? It was no good. But we've decided that we're going to stay on after the cheat, so we're doing whatever it takes to rebuild. And the kids just so happen to be a focal point. That's what that is. The kids are a focal point. The kids are a representation that we've done something right and we can continue to grow on that, right? Don't stay for the kids because you don't want them to have a two-parent home. That part I get because that's become a cliche as well, right? Because some of us aren't parenting in the same household. That I get, right? But if the, the child is the focal point then you're using the child to create something new and something dynamic that you didn't have previously because you're giving them the gift of success after the fail. Families fail all of the time. Families fail all of the time and we all we give second chances. Sometimes we don't, right? For better or worse, if those are your vows to till death do us part, doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if you have a gambling addiction, if you cheated because you have a sex addiction, if you have a drug or alcohol addiction, it does not matter if that is your value, right? And you have a focal point. And you haven't heard me say this yet, right? Because guess what? Sometimes love is not as important as you make it out to be. <gasps> oh, no, he didn't say that. <gasps> Love wasn't even my highest highest value. Oh my gosh, I can't believe he said that. Yeah, I said it. It wasn't even my highest value, right? Sometimes you got to be accountable for not even being in love anymore because that's a choice. Oh, no. Ben, so let me tell you. Anybody who's been following me, you know that when I say you're in love with someone, you are in active pursuit, right? You are still pursuing the marriage. You are still pursuing your children. You are still pursuing your, your husband, your wife, your partner. That's in love. I'm actively pursuing your entire being, every dimension of who you are, right? Who you are socially, who you are uh, supposed to be in order to fulfill your destiny with or without me, who you are in the home, outside of the home. How do I make your life complete? bigger, better, fresher, deafer. That's in love. When we stop that, I stop paying attention to you, right? I stop focusing on who you are at your core. And you do that with your kids, right? So sometimes saying that you're going to stay for the kids, right? Or talking to people and say you shouldn't stay for the kids and you're not in love with your own children. Oh, yeah, you're not actively pursuing your kids. You're not, right? You got to get it. That's what I mean. In love. That's why I didn't say love. Because it takes a lot to hold a relationship together. And all of the time, it's not about love. Because if it was about love, you would have never been cheated on. The person that's cheating on you or you cheating on that person, you still love them, don't you? You're just not actively in love with them. You're not actively pursuing them. You're actively pursuing those things that fill you up right? Those things that make you feel good. That's what you're pursuing, right? That's why the ego is dangerous when it comes to cheating, because the ego will trick you into thinking that you're actually in love with the other person, but all you are is in active pursuit of filling up what's empty on the inside of you. Okay. Did you get it? All you are doing is attempting to fill up what's empty on the inside of you. So what you keep chasing is what just so happens to be your deficit. That's a good value check. Whatever I'm looking for in my marriage, whatever I say my marriage is supposed to be, and I'm looking forward on looking for it 
on the outside of this marriage, that's what I'm void of. And it doesn't matter how many times I stick my Peter in somebody's, well, doesn't matter how many times I get into a sexual or even an emotional relationship, you still have the deficit because people aren't capable of filling us up. So, should you move on? Yes, if there's a value deficit, absolutely, absolutely, right? If you have figured out what the deficit is and you've decided to stay on because you can work it individually and collectively, absolutely pursue your family, pursue your marriage, pursue taking your relationship to the next level and make sure your relationship is your relationship, right? That's the benefit of staying, that you get to create a new life, right? Are you all with me? Are you here with me? Listen, I wish I could get it all in, in one show, but I can't, right? I can't. I wish I could get it all in, right? So if you decide that you want to go, if you decide that you want to go, during this break, this is what I want you to think about. There's a lot of feeling that's going to come with that, right? There's a lot of feeling. And one of the things that I research, one of the tips of dealing with this is you have to feel your feeling. You can't go to all right and not go through what it takes to be all right. You've got to feel what you're feeling, anger, depression, insecurity. I wasn't good enough, right? I didn't have enough money. My thing was too small, right? <laughs> feel what you're feeling. And if you decide you want to leave, what's your exit strategy, right? Are you in a relationship where the person that you are cheating on or the person that cheated on you is the breadwinner? And if they go or you go, you'll end up living in the car board box, right? Can you afford to leave? That's why I say it takes a lot more than love to build a relationship. Can you go? What's your exit strategy, right? Have you already started? Have you already started preliminary counseling so that you have a bridge that's going to move you from family unit or couple to solo unit, right? What's your exit strategy? Is it your car? right is are they your credit cards if you're walking out with nothing are you walking into something that is going to be a safe space for you you've got to figure that out and that's what I want you to think about it's got to be worth it what's your benefit of staying what's your benefit of going what is if you stay your plan of attack to graduate you into a brand Hello. new dynamic relationship. Kelly, but if you go, what's your exit strategy that's going to take you into a better place as a solo unit? We're going to take a quick break. I'll see you when we come back. He's yours, you've got him. Now what is this you say? We have so much in common, more than his last name. What do you want from me? Cause I don't have the time. Don't hang up, please. Cause I need to confide. He's hiding himself. Yes, I know. And coming home late. Mm -hmm. I have dinner waiting, but he already ate. Yeah, I'm tired of crying. Mm -hmm. Don't know what to do. I really, really am, and I probably could do a five-part series on this particular topic and break it up into a show just on the cheater and the show on the person that got cheated on, a show on how it felt, <laughs> a show on exit strategy. So we're just scratching the surface here. 
And I wanted to do this show because I wanted us to, again, create a new narrative, have a new conversation around values. Values. I want to get to the root of why people might cheat. Some people do it because there are no values. There is no no morality around that. Some people feel that their sexual being is something that they should be able to do with whenever they want to and that they don't have to be monogamous. Some people feel like human beings, men aren't supposed to be monogamous. It's unnatural. I get it. No judgment there, but that takes us back to values. A person that feels, thinks, believes, and lives that way should not be with someone who has a high value around monogamy and fidelity and commitment when it comes to sexual interaction. It's it's as, as simple as that, right? Don't matter how they look, how much money they got, what the thing look like, what the boobies look like, you are incompatible, move the F on, or you're going to create an avalanche of pain that you may never be able to recoup from, right? So let's get to the root. Let's get to the root. What's the root, right, of this situation? What's the root of what we're dealing with? For some folks, they may very well have a sexual addiction. That's valid, right? We need to acknowledge that that's the truth, and it's not about being dishonest or a liar or nasty or dirty or a slut or a freak or a hoe, you know, It ain't about any of that. If it is an addiction, it's an addiction that requires some form of recovery. Because we all know that too much of anything becomes a bad thing. And as great as sex is, for a lot of us, we can't handle it. There are some adults today that cannot handle the chemical exchange and the chemical reaction um, that sex produces because it does something to them emotionally and psychologically that they are not mature enough to deal with. You've heard me mention it before, EI, emotional intelligence, and sometimes we are so physically immature and we give into every sexual opportunity that it damns us emotionally because we can't handle it. But if we need to recover from a sexual addiction, that's the root of it. Stop dealing with the symptom. Unfortunately, Jane, Jack, Joanna man, <laughs> those people might be symptoms of your partner's, your spouse's uh, sexual conquest, but they're not the root of it, and they those people can't be blamed, right? Or does it go deeper than that? Were you molested? I've come across, I'm not a psychologist yet, sidebar, please pray for me that I get through the next classes so I can finish up this degree goodness gracious all right back on topic I'm not a psychologist but in my personal studies as a life coach and someone who has lived and experienced a lot of people who have been sexually violated molestation is often the root of a lot of infidelity and unworthiness when it comes to sexual behavior which sometimes show up as cheating right you got to get to the root of that it's it's difficult to to hate someone for doing what they did after you found out that they've been violated or they have an uncontrollable addiction right because when we're cheated on we take it personally It is the perfect antidote to make someone feel unworthy of love, affection, trust. It it is the perfect antidote and mixture of breaking someone's life down. Not just the heart, but the entire life, right? So what's the root of the situation? Are there emotional blocks? Ladies, listen. I'm not giving the brothers a a pass. Pass, brothers. Here you go. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. (laughs) I'm not giving us a pass, but you can't have it both ways. You can't tell us to be tough, strong, don't cry, suck it up, deal with it, right? 
you can't tell us to do that, but then be sensitive, open, accommodating, right? Responsive, receptive, know what you're thinking, how you're feeling when you need it. You can't have it both ways. You can't say that or call us, you know, sissies and P-U-S-S-I-E-S's when we cry and show emotion publicly because you're uncomfortable with it because society has created this narrative that men don't get to be their emotional selves where society has made it okay for the, the, the man to be less of a human by taking our emotionality out of our personalities. And we somehow have to turn on and be some robot when it comes to emotions until it's appropriate and convenient and comfortable for you to need to experience what we're dealing with, right? So if it's coming from a place of there's an emotional block, then that is the root of what we're dealing with. Think about your relationships. Folks that have been cheated on and cheaters, think about the root of your of who you are. If it's a value thing and you really feel like I should be able to sleep with whomever I want to sleep with, then at some point you've got to become accountable and take responsibility for the people that you decide to get into relationship with because they should know that you're not that dude, you're not that girl, I'm not gonna be here with you for the next 60 years. I'm in this for the next 60 minutes, some of y'all. <laughs> Boom, right? That's that's all I can give you right now. If that's the, the case, then we've got to examine that. We really, really have to examine who we are and how we're showing up in these relationships or we're so casual nowadays, these non-relationships, right? Some of this stuff ain't even real right so that's what i want you to do get to the root because it's hard to hold unforgiveness for someone when you find out that they've been physically emotionally psychologically violated and that is the the reason why they are out of control when it comes to their emotions and that leads them into getting into emotional relationships with people that they shouldn't be in relationship with either emotionally or physically, right? Does that make sense? Make sense? Open up the floodgates. Start the dialogue. Text your boyfriend, text your girlfriend, your husband, your wife, whomever it is that you're in, whatever kind of relationship you're in, and make sure that you're clear, right? Get some clarity around what you're doing, but you really, 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 this is it. Get your pen, get your paper, get your phones, take some notes. This is it. This is how you're going to figure out who you are in relationships moving forward. And again, the first thing is value. I want you to create a list of your highest values, right? And if you don't know what a value is, value is what you live by. It's what you use on a day-to-day -day basis to survive, right? So some folks, even though they say their highest value is honesty, some folks, their highest value is lying. Because in order for them to navigate all they do, their hustle and their grind is about dishonesty. It's about lying. It's about scheming. It's about scamming. We all know people who do that, right? Who their whole approach feels like every time you deal with them, a dirty, nasty, slimy car salesman, right? And I'm talking the car salesman, cheap polyester suit, hair slicked back, moose down. You know who these people are. That's, their, that's your experience. Your, your value is not honesty, though you say it, right? So I want us to create an honest list of values. And if your values are, you know, dishonesty, I got to grind, I got to hustle, that's how I do it, then, you know, that's what you need to create a list around because that list is what you're going to use when you get in relationship, when you get in relationship, right? So an example, again, my list might look like accountability right now. I'm not saying that this was my list 
when I was 23 and I got into a long-term relationship because I was 23 I was dumb I didn't know anything about relationships my my experience with relationships were dysfunctional right at that point I hadn't met too many men who were committed um, I, I come from something that was the epitome of what you're not supposed to do but doesn't matter right so I didn't even think enough or know enough to have values now that I know I'm creating something dynamic right accountability first one I'm accountable I'm responsible for me right second one is honesty I'm not big on lying I'm sorry I'm not big on lying I'm not gonna lie I'm gonna be brutally honest right sometimes abrasively honest right like sandpaper to a baby's bottom that kind of honest um, another for me would be communication I like to communicate there's hear me when I say this because people who've been in relationship with me or might know me on an intimate level might say no you have a tendency to shut down or shut out I did a show on that shut down versus the shutout you should go listen to it to figure out the difference I'm a communicator I'm not a talker I'm not big on small talk I'm not big on wasting my words and putting stuff out there in the air just for the sake of saying stuff I want to communicate I want to get to the heart of it there's a difference some of us are talkers I'm a communicator right so communication is big with me honesty accountability responsibility right humor I'm a big goofball right I am I'll even throw on my list because I'm a Scorpio sarcasm it's part of humor those are my, my, seriously, my highest values. I use those every single day. Compassion is another one. That's why I won't cheat. Now, I may have put myself, I may have put myself in situations uh, out of, uh, out of being naive, right? <laughs> I'm trying to clean it up. I'm trying to clean it up. Really, I'm, I really am a good guy. I've never premeditated my cheat, right? I may have ended up in situations that were cheat-worthy, but never premeditated, right? At this point in my life, right now, I could never do it because I've got a lot of compassion. Where did the compassion come from? Growing up, I watched my mother's heart get broken by a lot of men after she and my father separated. Uh, and relationship was something that she just couldn't get right and I saw what it was like I, I felt like I wore and experienced her depression I may have even told you guys this before I remember when one big heartbreak I think one person that she really truly loved and I think she wanted to marry I don't know the details because I was super young um, they separated and he took everything he not only did he take her heart you know he basically took he took furniture he took everything right and it was like starting all over again and my mother was young at the time I think she was in her early 30s maybe late 20s I think very young but I remember wearing her depression I, I, I remember thinking at some point why am I so sad I literally was laying down in the living room listening to Phyllis Hyman you know Oh, I can't stand this living all alone. <laughs> Don't judge my voice. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Compassion. Compassion is what I use. That's one of my highest values. So when I'm asking you to really check your value, that's what I'm asking you. What is it that you live by? Right? So your pen, your paper, text yourself, put it in your notes. Define your highest values, right? Now, take it from here. This is what you've all been waiting for. <laughs> this is what I'm leaving you with. The first thing, create a list of your highest values and tell the truth, right? Back in the day, we used to say, don't be a poop putt. Don't be a poop putt. Don't be a punk. Tell the truth to yourself about yourself, right? Don't play yourself. Don't lie to yourself. The second thing that I want you to do is have sex and have lots of it. I mean, have sex have nitty-gritty dirty unprotected sex right <laughs> but not the kind of sex that you're thinking about <laughs> sex is an acronym it's an acronym 
S is have a standard. Again, standard is the, the twin brother, the twin sister to values. Set a standard. Standard says, I will not live below this. Anything that falls below your standard, you are bottom feeding. And I'm not talking about silly stuff like the person has to be 6'5", um, 215 pounds, uh, or she has to be 120 pounds, 5'5", five, five, you know, stacked, or make $175,000 a year. That's not what I'm talking about. Drive a Benz or come from a, you know, middle class family because we come from a middle class family and they have to match. Listen, that stuff is wonderful. That's in addition to meeting someone who has a brilliant mind um, and an unbelievably compassionate and open heart, right? That's a standard. That's the standard. Brilliant mind, unbelievably compassionate heart, affectionate, right? Well-rounded, balanced, right? That's what I'm talking about. Set a standard. Their standards meet your values, right? They are honest up front. There are no secrets. They're not insecure, right? That kind of thing. That's a standard. So, have a standard. E, expectation. Set an expectation, right? Don't assume expectations. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. If I hear, well, I assumed, don't make any assumptions, right? Don't go and make an ass out yourself, right? Don't do it. Make an ass out yourself and you be assed out. <laughs> don't do it. Set expectations, meaning get clarity around your situation or your relationship or your marriage. I don't care if you are hookup buddies. I don't care if you all are going to be in a committed relationship or you have chosen to get married. This is how you get rid of, before it becomes a problem, cheating. I'm setting an expectation. These are my expectations. What are yours? If you notice that I'm not giving you attention, that I'm not kissing and bringing flowers and writing love notes, how is that really going to make you feel? Is that going to start to conjure up some abandonment issues in you? Is that going to make you deal with some insecurity issues? Um, are you fight or flight? Are you going to start looking for that in someone else? I need to know so we can set clear expectations. What have you done previously in your relationships? What have been your downfalls in relationships? How have you shown up or not in relationships, right? And I'm not saying that sometimes we meet the person of our dreams and they are currently in a nightmarish situation, but you've got to set expectations. Gosh, I'd really love to be with you, but you're in a situation right now, right? And what's the benefit of you staying versus coming with me, right? There may not be. There may not be a benefit for you. You've got to have that, that this one, unprotected sex, unprotected expectations, no assumptions. Don't ask yourself out of your situation, relationship, marriage, relationship, whatever you're doing before it gets good and it turns into an opportunity for cheating or someone cheated, right? Set expectations. And then the X. X is you ain't going to do it. <laughs> or I'm going to X you up. <laughs> You're going to become an X, right? Um, X is for experience. Yeah. Yeah. This is the fun part. Get clear about the experience you want to have. Yes. Right now, you know, because relationships take on different roles right? You might start out in one place and end up in another. There are different levels your relationship is going to graduate into. I started out as the breadwinner. We're five years deep. Now you're the breadwinner. I don't know how to deal with that. It's bruising my ego. I want to be with someone who's going to appreciate what I do and what I make because I've not adjusted or grown into where you are currently. You know, 
there are so many things. We both started out together uh, and now you have a PhD. I feel inadequate. There are so many things, so many things. Talk about the experience you want to have in your relationship. How do those two go together? What I mean by that is I want to experience always experiencing you at your best. I don't care if you're just getting your GED or we're celebrating your PhD. I want to experience you at a heart and soul level, at a heart, soul, body level, intimately, right? Because those are great experiences as far as accomplishments, but I always want to experience you at your core, right? Not the things that you do or that we ascertain. I want to experience a loving relationship, something that's, when I say loving, I mean supportive, right? If I read, if I write an 1800 page book and it sucks, I want to experience you have sitting and painfully read that book and coming back and telling me it sucked donkey balls. I'm sorry. It's miserable. I love you. And this is what I think you should work on because this one page of the book, I was in stitches. Everything else is trash. You should start from here, right? That's a loving, supportive relationship. Learning how to speak a language to your partner, your mate, your spouse that they understand isn't coming from a hurtful place. What do you want to experience? I want to experience safety. For a lot of ladies, they want to experience feeling safe emotionally with their men, physically with their men. But guess what, ladies? And guess what? Ladies with ladies and fellas with fellas. We, as a man, I'm telling you, we also want to experience security. We want to feel safe in our relationships with you. And sometimes we don't know how to to articulate that, but we want to experience what it feels like being your man and whatever that means. If you've cooked my favorite meal, you cook my favorite meal twice a month, or you know that I love socks or ties or bow ties, or you know I love nature. So you do things to ensure me that you're paying attention to who I am as a human being and I'm experiencing safety from you, meaning you know me. I know you know me and I feel safe knowing I can fall into you. I can trust you, right? That That's the difference between your man having sex with some other woman and wanting to lay his head on your bosom and cry his pain now. Same thing, different approach. That's safety and security. Did you hear me? It's the difference between your man having sex with another woman and laying his head on his butt on your bosom and feeling safe with you. We don't know how to say it all the time. I want to make sure that you hold it down. You can hold it down. You're willing to hold it down. That's safety. What do you want to experience? That's having sex, people. <laughs> I know you was thinking something else, but having sex is something that you're doing mentally. Set a standard. Set an expectation. And be clear about what you want to experience. Listen, you all know that I love you so much. I love you too much. Maybe three much. I want to leave you with saying, be clear, write down your top five values. Get clear about what those are. Don't lie and say your top value is honesty and trust and you know that you are a habitual liar. <laughs> Get clear, first things first, write your, your values, then have sex, right? Set a standard, expectations and experience. And then these are some tips if you're walking away if you're walking away or if you're trying to figure out if you should stay first thing that you should do physically meditate don't medicate meditate don't medicate don't drink too much right don't sex too much don't do anything with your physical body attempting to get rid of what you're experiencing emotionally and psychologically right 
meditate. Don't medicate. Feel your feelings. Feel your feelings. Right? Feel what you're feeling. And then finally, be spiritual. Be spiritual. Open yourself up to your higher power, to your highest source, to the God of your understanding and submit yourself and surrender and say, God, I admit what I've done or what I'm doing. Please help me either stay and graduate into something bigger and better or leave knowing that I'm strong enough to fulfill your divine will for my life. Meditate. Stop obsessing. Right? Be clear, people. And Tell a friend to tell a friend that there is this guy named Ben Carter. He's a life coach. He's a motivational speaker. He's got this crazy talk radio show. And he is looking to support our leap into victory. Until next time, I love you too much.